wanted to continue on the whole subject of New Frontiers because we are on the verge of a new frontier. We are in the new frontier right now. We are actually experiencing new things absolutely every day. And, uh, you know, it, since it seems like every day things are changing, this week, you know, we alone found out that uh, the kids are going back to school in September. <laughs> That's a huge thing. And it's kind of a bittersweet thing, like, yes, the kids need to go back, but there's always the safety issue with it all. So there's always new things that are being added to us, right? And we also found out this week that there's three new cases of COVID in Peterborough. So things that are just keep changing daily. Every day there's something new that we have to face. And it can be scary at times, can't it? It can be, it can be kind of scary. You know, things are changing daily. And we have to face each one of these new challenges. And, uh, you know, every one of us has to actually reach out and find courage Courage to let go of fear so that, you know, we can move forward uh, towards what's ahead. We need to reach out for the courage from God. And you know what? I'm not blind to the fact even though that, you know, even coming to church right now can be a bit scary. I'm not blind to that fact either that coming here can be a bit scary. And it takes a lot of courage. And as a leader, coming back was not an easy thing to, to kind of just say, yeah, we're going back right away. It wasn't an easy decision to make. Uh, because you're always worried what some people might think. There would be some people that think, well, you're going back way too early. Uh, that's being a little bit reckless. And then you worry on the opposite side of the spectrum that, you know, if you don't start right away, then people are going to say, well, where's their faith? Right? And you're always worried about, well, what, which way am I going to go? Which way am I going to lead? And we have to have our ears open to hear what God is saying in all of this. Amen? That's what we have to do. It's not an easy thing. But I'm so happy that we have people on the front lines here in our leadership that have given us insight on how to open safely, which is why we're here today. And as long as we can do it safely, I'm not going to neglect the gathering of the saints. I'm not. I'm not going to neglect the gathering of the saints. Now more than ever, I believe in the importance of coming together, even if it is at a distance. We need to gather together. You know, even if it's with masks, you know, even, even if the church doesn't feel like the way that it used to, we, we need each other. We absolutely need each other. And you know what? Even if the health unit comes in and says to us next week, well, you know what? In order to have church safely, I'm going to have to ask you to, I'm gonna, you're going to be required to wear a clown suit. I'm going to do it. I will do it. I'll wear a clown suit. I don't care. If I can come together with the people here, I need it. I've had the revelation of what it means to be together as a community, and I'm going to go after it. No matter what. As long as we can do it safely, I will do it. Amen. There's one thing that, uh, you know, it's one thing to receive revelation, an entirely other thing to actually walk that revelation out. It actually takes courage, okay? It takes courage. It takes courage mentally, emotionally, and sometimes physically to press on and, and do what God has called us to do. It takes courage. It takes courage to embrace new reality. It takes courage to walk each day knowing that, you know, you have to literally depend on God for his protection and his guidance in everything that you do, even just going to the grocery store. It takes courage. Right? And it takes courage that is not our own. That's been my experience every single time that God has actually called me out to do something different. Is that we have to actually have the courage directly from him and to hear from him specifically on how to approach every new frontier that we face. Has that been your experience as well? So last week my text was actually, um, it was actually Numbers 13 where Caleb and uh, Joshua brought back the good report where the other ten spies didn't bring back a good report of the promised land. Do you remember that? 
And uh, this week I wanted to talk about uh, the story as it progressed a little bit. And Joshua was entering into the promised land. But before he did that, he actually reached the Jordan River, which at that time of year was flowing, was very dangerous. There were heavy currents. And uh, some theologians argue that the, actually the Israelites would have numbered probably close to a million people if you counted women and children. So that would have been a very scary thing to face, a very you know, heavy river that was flowing that people had to pass in order to get to the promised land. But again, another roadblock, another frontier that they had to face before entering what God had promised them. Huge thing. And uh, it says in actually Joshua 3 and 4, okay, Joshua is actually saying this to the Israelites. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before and the Lord will do amazing things among you. And he said that after his his instructions on how they were actually going to pass the impasse of water. What basically the instructions were is that the, the, the Levitical priests had to carry the ark about a half a mile in front of them and that the people had to keep their eyes fixed on the ark, which represented, you know what the ark represented? It represented the presence of God. They had to keep their eyes fixed on the presence of God so that they knew which way to go. And even though they would have been walking right towards the water, they just kept their eyes fixed on the presence of God and not the obstacle that was in the way. Get where I'm going here. Yeah. Joshua committed himself to the Lord, and God did exactly as he promised in this verse. And he's calling us to do the exact same thing, to be willing to go even though we've never been this way before. One thing about this life is that we're not always going to know the details about the way forward, are we? We're not always going to know the specific details about the way forward. They had never been this way before. This was not the first time either that the Israelites had faced a water obstacle, right? It's not the first time they faced a water obstacle. But Joshua, he was very quick to, to let them know that, uh, you know, this was not like it was what you experienced before in the desert. I know you have a history of, of facing water obstacles, but this is not that. This is something new. This is a new frontier that we're facing. And he then delivered the instructions of what to do so that they could pass the water. And even though they had been through the Red Sea before, Joshua reminded them that this was absolutely different. And let me tell you something that is really, really cool about this story. The Ark of the Covenant, which again represents the presence of God, had to be half a mile in front of them. It wasn't amongst them. They weren't surrounding it. It had to be half a mile in front of them. God was pioneering, the presence of God was pioneering a way for them, ahead of them, to get through the Jordan River. And he's calling us to do the exact same thing right now. He's calling us to do the very same thing, even though it feels like he's far away. You know, even though sometimes it feels like he's far away, you know, he's actually preparing a way for us. He's preparing a way for us. Even though the world, you know, even the city right now is, is full of fear. We've got the new cases of COVID that are here. Uh, this, this is all happened in one week. So three cases of COVID. Uh, now mosquitoes are carrying West Nile here. And not too far away, there are ticks carrying uh, Lyme disease. All in one week. All in one week. You know, and these are just ops. These are things that are trying to wear us down as believers. You know, it, we can do what there's two. We have two choices. We can either live in the fear knowing that, that, uh, you know, these things are out there and they could attack us at any point in time. Or we can keep our eyes focused on the presence of God, knowing that he is leading us through it. That is our only two choices. Those are the only choices that you can make. And they're the only good, there's only one good choice out of that. 
focus on the presence of God. Amen. Even though he seems out of sight, he's ahead of us working it out. He's pioneering a way through every situation we're facing now and absolutely every situation to come. There's going to be more situations that happen after this. There's going to be other things that come up. But do we focus on that? Do we, do we pay attention to that information? Or do we believe the report of the Lord and keep our eyes focused on him? That's right. He's with us at all times. We'll know the way to go, and we'll do amazing, you know what, like the scripture says, he's going to do amazing things amongst us. That's a promise. We keep our eyes focused on the presence of God, and he will do amazing things amongst us. Do you believe that this morning? If you believe, give a shout of praise to the Lord this morning if you believe that he's going to do something amazing amongst us. You've never been down this road before, but, but he has. He has. He has. And so just to remind you uh, again today that what a pioneer is. A pioneer is someone who is the first to open uh, or prepare a way, a settlement or a region, and to open it up for occupation or development by others. That's what a pioneer is. A pioneer goes first before everyone else. They're selfless, assertive, and, and forward-thinking leaders. And you know what? That's who God has called you to be as well. He has called you to, to be a pioneer, have a pioneering spirit to go ahead and make the way for others. How does, what does that look like today? I can tell you one simple one thing that, about how it would look today. When everyone is just spewing fear out of, the mouse, mouth, out, of their mouth, out of their mouth, you talk calm, you talk peace, you talk joy, you talk uh, positively about the future, knowing that God is working things out. Everything. Absolutely everything. Pioneering leader, the first one in. A pioneer leader is the opposite of a settler. Do you know what a settler is? A settler is someone who, you know, is sedentary, who is stationary, and who is maintaining. That's what a settler is. The settler is an opposite of a pioneer. Can I be brutally honest with you for a minute? It's not, it's not going to be, it's not offensive in any way, but it's going to be very transparent with you. You know, I, I didn't leave my full-time job to start a ministry that was just maintaining. I don't want a maintaining ministry. I'm, that's not offensive. I'm not being offensive to Pastor John or Janet, but I didn't, I didn't start going to this ministry so that we could just maintain what we had before. Right? We are all called to pioneer. We're, we're called to move forward beyond what was behind us. What's behind us wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But what's ahead of us is even better. God is leading us to the promised land continually. What's ahead of us is greater than what's behind us. Amen. Oh, you know what? I've been a part of this family long enough to know that, you know, I don't think any of you here, especially those who are here right now today as well, that are actually in church during a pandemic, I know a lot of you are not looking for what church was in 2019. You're pioneering as well, too. You want what comes next. And if you don't, let's pray with you because you know what? God has a lot more for you as well, too. This isn't as good as it gets. It gets way better. The best is yet to come, as everyone says. The best is yet to come. Amen. You know, uh, church might be different right now, you know, and church is not about the format. It's not about the worship. It's not about the programs. It's not about me. It's not about you. Okay, that's not what church is about. It's about following after a pioneering God who's taking us down a new road. 
right? And is about to do something amazing amongst us as we seek after him, as we keep our eyes focused on him, as we keep our eyes focused on the presence of God. That's when he's going to do amazing things amongst us. But Pastor Joel, I don't like wearing a mask. I get it. I get it. I don't like wearing a mask either. You know what? I don't like wearing it. But if it keeps you safe, I'm happy to wear it. And not just that. You know what? We're complaining about, so many people are about complaining about wearing masks at church. But you know what? You have no problem wearing a mask to go to Costco and, and buy a 30-pack roll of Kirkland toilet paper. And you have to wear a mask there. Right? What's the difference? What's the difference? You're here probably less time than you are in Costco. Right? Anyways. I'll do, I'll do what it takes to be amongst you, to be amongst my people going after the presence of God. I don't care if it's different. I want the presence of God. I need the presence of God. Do you? You know, and I'm not trying to be insensitive here. You know, there, there, are, there are people that are literally, you know, have health issues and, and can't be here because they're at risk. Absolutely. Stay at home. Join us online. You can join us online. No problem. I have no problem with that. Stay at home. Be safe and interact with us. Be a part of this fellowship online. That's okay too. But if you could be here, come on. Come join us. Come be with your people because you know what? You've never been here before. You need to be among your brothers and sisters who are going through the same thing you are so that we can walk together towards the promised land. Come on. Amen. All right. You know what? You know what? Sometimes is what it might sound a little bit judgmental. What I'm saying, but you know what? There's always going to be a COVID. Once this COVID is done, there's going to be something else. There'll be some other reason. There'll be something else. There'll be something else that's more important, you know, than the gathering with God's people. There's always going to be a COVID. There'll always be a reason. There'll always be something else that gets in the way for you coming into the into the church and, and enjoying the the fellowship of the saints. There'll always be something, right? And following his direction, you know, I, I know some people might hear that, that you know, that I, I, I might even be a little bit religious by telling people to come to church. That's okay. I, I can take it. I've got thick skin. Uh, but, you know, what I'm trying to say, I'm, I'm actually not trying to lay down guilt in any way, shape, or form. I really am not. What I'm doing is I'm saying it out of love. Because if we have never been down this road before, we need to do this together as a people. We need to be amongst. We don't want to do this. You don't want to do this alone. You don't want to go through this alone. You need to do it with other people that love you, that care for you, that will pray for you, and they'll help you through any situation, not just this situation, but any other situation that's to come. Because situations arise in everyone's life. Situations happen. Things happen. And you need to be among people that are going to help you through it. You've never been down this road before. But as it says in Joshua, tomorrow... God will work miracle wonders among you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that this morning, that he's going to do amazing miracle works in you this morning? I look at you, Gene. You're here. You're here with us this morning. God's going to do a miracle in your life. He sees your faith. He sees you going after him no matter what. And God's going to do a miracle wonder in your life. I believe it with all my heart. And every one of you as well, too. Not just Gene. You're here. You're here because you believe in going after the presence of God. And God's going to do amazing things amongst us. That's what he's going to do. True pioneers of the Spirit are, are never satisfied. 
They're never satisfied. They're always looking for new ways and avenues to build God's kingdom. They have an insatiable appetite for the things of God. They are consumed with the mission to make Jesus known. They're consumed with that mission. You know what? I honestly don't understand. I could be clear. Honestly, I don't understand how people today do not see the need for Jesus right now. I don't get it. I honestly, I, I don't get how they do not see the need for Jesus. But that is one of the main issues that Christianity is facing right now. There's too many people that think they can do this all on their own. But the truth is you can't. You hit, you hit a blockade. You, you hit an obstacle. You hit a River Jordan in your life. And then what do you do? You need the presence of God. Oh, man. The world needs Jesus right now. You know, and I've been, I find myself praying right now and, and, and thinking and praying that for that people will have a true encounter with God because that's the only thing that can actually change them. If you don't feel like you, you need God in your life right now, if you think you can do it on your own, then you need to have an encounter with Jesus. You need to have that encounter with Jesus because that is the only, I could stand up here, I could preach my guts out and tell you rationally why you need him, but until you have an encounter with Jesus, you're not going to understand that. So if you don't think you have a need for Jesus, what you need to do is you pray, Lord, reveal yourself to me and show me what I need to change. Show me who I really am. Give me an encounter of your presence so that you can transform me. And that will turn you into a pioneer going after the presence of God. That's what's going to happen. Amen. And I want everyone to become a forerunner. You know, because otherwise you're just settling and it becomes tired and boring. If you don't see a need for God now in the midst of everything going on, then you are, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't see a need for God right now, you're already wearing a mask anyways. <laughs> you're wearing a mask hiding the fear that might be in you of what is to come. You know, and that, that's, that is one mask that needs to come off right now. The things that, that people place their, their confidence in are really, I, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but the things that people are actually putting their confidence in right now are really starting to show how fragile they are. How those foundations, they're, they're rocky, they're, they're, they're built on sand, it's not going to last. Even the, the biggest structures that we have now are starting to show how insecure they are in the midst of the, what we're facing today and how fragile they are. You know, a lot of people are putting their, their faith and their, their, they're placing their faith and hope in, in science right now. And I love science. I'm, my father, uh, you know, has a background in science. My brother has a background in science. I love science. I love hearing about it. I love listening to scientists talk about things. You know, it's a good thing. Science is a fantastic thing. We are, a lot of us are here today because of the, the you know, God-inspired uh, intelligence and ideas that they put in people's minds to develop vaccines, which, by the way, vaccines are good. Vaccines are good. To get your vaccines, you need to have them, unless you want to have polio or some other disease that's long gone. Uh, you need to have your vaccines. Uh, but, you know, these are all God-inspired things that they gave scientists, you know, insight on. And science is a beautiful thing. But a lot of people are putting their faith in right now, well, we need this vaccine for COVID right now. We need to have this vaccine. This is, this is what's going to save us. But, again, there's always going to be another COVID. There's always going to be something else that comes up. Right? And, I, I, again, I love science. I love medical discoveries. But I think you can all agree that, uh, you know, science also requires a little bit of faith as well. Science still needs a, a, a little bit of faith for it to, to actually work. You know, and it needs some belief in the unknown. And, and even the best minds of the world right now that are working on this vaccine, God bless them, Lord inspire them. 
I'm praying that right now, genuinely, Lord, inspire the scientists that are looking into this, develop a, a proper vaccine, remove the politics from it all, and Lord, let them develop a good vaccine for everybody. Let that happen. But, you know, even the best minds that are working on this right now, on the virus, you know, and all these people that have decades of uh, epidemiology on their, around their belt right now, they've got all this knowledge, they are still, and they admit it, there's still a lot of unknowns. There's still a lot of things they don't understand about it. It requires faith. It even requires faith. And still people don't see the need for Jesus in their lives. <laughs> still people don't see the need for Jesus. And you know, I believe what held the Israelites back in the wilderness is exactly this. They got comfortable with the sand. You know, they got comfortable with the way that they were doing things. They, they developed a, a tolerance towards their situation. You know, how are we any different today? How are we any different from that? You've never seen this, you've never been on this road before, but the pioneer will quickly obey God and go wherever he tells him to go, willing to lay down everything in order to gain Christ because he's ahead of us. He's the one doing the work. I remember back in university, uh, I don't know if they still do this today, but there was a huge emphasis on group work. So part of your mark, you know, probably 30 to 40% of your mark was based on a group project that you had to do. So you'd go and do a group project, you'd get together with some people in your class, and there'd always be this one person in your group that did absolutely no work, but you did the work, and they got the same grade as you. How fair is that? Right? I decided, you know, early on in my academic career to, to flip the script on that. So whenever I sat in class, I spent the first couple of days, the first week, listening to what people were saying in the classroom, listening to the comments that people were making to the professor, and you could spot, okay, that person's really smart. I'm going to join whatever group. I'm going to go after them. I'm going to join their group so that we're part of a group that, you know, we're all going to do work together. And you know what's really cool about that? God is the brainiac in your group today. <laughs> he's the one. He's the smart one that you can join after. And guess what? The best part about this is he wants you to join his group. He wants you to be part of his group. And you get to reap the benefits of the report that he brings. You get to have that grade. You get to have the good marks in life because he is with you and he wants you to be part of his team. How amazing is that? Isn't that great? Hallelujah. Here's the main point that I'm trying to make today. All right, we have to stop and spend, you know, some really good quality time with Jesus. That's what we need to do today so that he can show us the path ahead of us. We have to know where we're going and, and what it's going to take to get there. And we need God to give us the strategies to overcome the fear and the unknown in the world today. Even the fear that's around even in this city right now. We need his strategy to overcome it all. Start looking for the paths that God wants you to move in and then move forward. Pushing through every single challenge, every river that's in the way. Don't ever lose sight of what God has called you to do. You know, I'm really encouraged. You know, whenever, whenever you, you're facing something, whenever you're facing a, a challenge, there is always a scripture, there's always a, a verse that will always speak to you, taking you out of the, your place of fear and into his peace. And I was reading Hebrews 12 today, and, and it says this, which I believe it, it really gives us a good perspective to, today. Therefore, since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, even that alone is good, we're surrounded by, by the heavenlies who are cheering us on, telling us to go forward, to move forward. Even that's exciting. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let's throw all that stuff off, all the bad stuff that's keeping us from moving. Let's just toss it out. 
Amen. You know, we did, a, we did a dump run a couple of weeks ago. We tossed out everything that we didn't need anymore. And even when you're holding, you're like, ah, maybe I'll use this in a couple of years. But you know what? I got to the point where I was like, you know what? No, I'm not using it. I haven't used it in, in two or three years. Let's get rid of it. And then when that truck pulls away all that garbage, how do you feel? You feel fantastic. All that garbage is gone. You throw off all those entanglements. The same is true with sin. The same is true with fear. Throw that stuff off. You don't need it. It's not helping you at all. Throw it off. Everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance. Run. I love that it's not walk. I love that it's not, uh, you know, just stand, stand still, settle. No, run. That means actively go after. Run after it. Run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. There's so much in that sentence. The race that's marked out for us. You're not just running randomly either. You're running a race that's marked out for us. He has pioneered a way for us. He has pioneered a way to move. He's marked it for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, just like the Israelites did when they followed the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Amen? What a fabulous verse. The Israelites were able to see the path set before them to cross the Jordan by keeping their eyes fixed on the Ark fixed on the presence of God. True pioneers are willing to travel down roads that are not paved, that, that are full of potholes, that are, you know, hard to go on. And the pioneers fully aware that the journey may be hard, but they go after it. Why? Because the destination is always rewarding. He's always going to do amazing things amongst us when we go after him. Amen? Do you agree with me this morning? I'm going to ask you, stand in agreement with me this morning. Let's just pray a declaration over ourselves that we are going to run after his presence. We're going to go after him. Amen. He's inviting you. He's calling you. And he's already commissioned you as well, by the way. He's already commissioned you to go after it. And he's waiting for your response. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you've made a way, Lord. Thank you. Thank you you've made a way. Lord, we do not know the road that we're traveling on. We don't know where we're going most of the time, but right now, as we embark into uncharted territory, we have no, we have even have no idea what's awaiting us. We don't know it in the days, the weeks, the months ahead of us. You know, we don't know the joys or the sorrows, the gains or the losses, or what may come. We just don't know. But from your word, we know the strategy to take. If we just keep our eyes fixed on you, just as the Israelites keep their eyes fixed on you, we resolve to keep our spiritual eyes as well, fix on you. We believe in faith that you have brought us to this point in time, you know, and you're also going to bring us through it. We know that we're alive right now for such a time as this. And Lord, we, we, we just trust in you. You're going to bring us through it. Even if the river seems unacrossable, even if the mountain seems impassable, we know that you're a God that specializes in the impossible. We know, a thousand, we know that you know a thousand ways to get through it. And we just have to follow you. We do not fear the unknown. We do not fear the new roads and paths. We will trust you and take whatever steps you lead us to take. Because you will see us through it triumphantly. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Walk in your triumph this morning. Walk in the glory that God has set in front of you. He is for us, not against us. And he is leading us through this path. Amen? Amen. God bless you all richly this week. Love you.